0: Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now i podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this time it is another... Oh, Otherworldly Conversations. There we go. Yeah, so we actually got comments on the Twitter this week from... Let me open up my Twitter phone. Opening up the Twitter phone. From The Beverage and Wolfchild74, uh, who both pretty much asked if we would come up with some of our own amalgam stuff. And, uh, yeah, Devidan, you and I both did three. We did. And uh, so do you want to do this, like, one by one? Uh, You read one, I read one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, we're going to go with the one that I had less of a pitch for, because I know Big Barda and Mr. Miracle much less to know what their storylines are all the time, even with the m- amounts of research. But anyway, I have Mr. Miracle Man and Big Angela. What? And basically, I wanted to make this a romantic space adventure. Oh, That was pretty much what I had, because I don't really know much more about Mr. Miracle or Big Barda.
0: Well, then why did you, like, pick characters you're less familiar with? Well,
1: because I thought it sounded good at the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's what I would have done with that sort of pitch, because, like, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda are the sort of odd couple, because she's a big brawler, and he's the wire escape artist. So I would have done, like, Star-Lord and Big Barda combined, and then Kitty Pride and Mr. Miracle combined. So no, it's like... That's a good idea. Yeah. So
1: you look at Luke with the better ideas.
0: Yeah. Like, I would definitely read that, and then you could put in, like, the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy and merge them with the other new gods. But yeah. So my first one... Out of the irradiated alternate world of the 1940s comes the atomic-powered battling bells, the A-Bomb Force. Watch as they deal with the Cosmo-Nazi threat with the mightiest team of super-powered women in the world, Captain Bat, Merdusa, Wonder Hulk, Stardazzle, Miss Super Singularity, and Nico Zatanna. It's a combination of the A-Force and then the uh, DC Bombshell series that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, part of the problem was it was hard to come up with, like, good name combinations, which is why...
1: That was, for me, by far the biggest problem.
0: Yeah, well, like, you can't necessarily combine She-Hulk and Wonder Woman that well, because you just end up with Wonder Hulk, but that's not really... Or She-Woman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That... I think that's pushing it a bit too far... I don't think so. Well you wouldn't. I recall
1: some of the ones that they put into the amalgam comics.
0: Okay. So what's your second one?
1: Okay. We have super duper awesome super powered mercenary, Frank Wilson, is having his nice is having uh, retribution from all his days as a mercenary. His family gets killed, in the process he loses an eye. From there on out, he decides to work for the government to take down all the bad guys as Frank Wilson, the Annihilator.
0: And it's the Punisher plus... Yeah,
1: it's, it's Punisher and Deathstroke combined as to one character.
0: So why did he go with the Annihilator as the... Well,
1: because they're both basically the biggest like killing machines of their respective universes. You have the Punisher, and then Deathstroke is also the Terminator, so it's like, well, I need something like that that's even more like killing so i went with the annihilator
0: okay tatsu lang is a former crook on a quest to get her life back to being normal but it may not be easy with the weirdness she's picked up her dead husband whose consciousness is trapped in a swarm of ants check a mysterious sword that allows her to change sizes check a former mentor who desires that sword back and is willing to go to any length to do it? Check. And a daughter she's never heard of who's shown up on her doorstep? Big check. She's fighting for her life as the armed and dangerous Aunt Tana. It's Katana plus Ant-Man. Whoa. It's a horrible name, but, you know, I I'd read that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it's combining, like, all of the horrible tropes that normally happen to women, except now it's a female lead in then the horrible things happen to her husband, who is now Ants. Yes.
1: My final one, Missing Human. Kamala Khan has been sent from the Blue Area of the Moon to escape the Kree-Tamaranian War, which has wiped out most of her people. When she arrives on Earth, she ends up joining the new team of the Young Titans. She takes a name missing human and must try to adjust to a new world as the only known member of her species. She quickly learns how to juggle her superhero duties while entering a new and scary place more terrifying than the phantom negative zone. High school.
0: Not bad, not bad.
1: Yeah. Oh, and that's a combination of Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, and, oh, um, Miss Martian.
0: Okay. I got my Megan final Morse. one.
1: That was her no, that was the name I was looking for. What was? Megan Morse. I was trying to think of what her real name was.
0: Hello, Megan. Okay, and my final one. Doreen Todd thought she'd be able to escape her past as the Squirrel Hood until her past caught up with a vengeance. Something bigger than Joke Lactus. Something more deadly than Razal. It's tippy fire. The alien squirrel whose nuts are her own, and Nancy Harper, Doreen's old roommate who is as deadly with an arrow as she is with a computer to code on. What's she going to do when this tough band of anti-heroes, but who are also best friends is all that can protect the Earth? Find out in Squirrel Hood and the Unbeatables, featuring writer Ryan Lobdell from Wildcat Comics and Uncanny Time with art by rising star Erica Rockefort from Subatomic Action Girl Comics. It will blow your head off. It's Red Hood and the Outlaws, plus Squirrel Girl.
1: Whoa! That should be an entertaining one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, and actually, speaking of Squirrel Girl, we should throw in a fantastic pitch that the writer of Squirrel Girl had during... I don't know if you knew about like two weeks ago when you were at the um, marathon, it was like in-store comic book convention, mm-hmm. where they did like a live Skype interview with a bunch of different like creators. Oh, yeah. Well, Ryan North did one and he had a pitch that he wanted to do, which was Galactus P.I. Or Galactus is a private investigator.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he could do that since he is no longer eating planets.
1: It's true. But Silver Surfer would be his, his secretary slash another PI who's like, works for him.
0: I, I think Ryan North could pull it off. He has a good job of bringing in weird concepts. Uh, did you ever read The Midas Flesh?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Uh, so it's a book where, like, King Midas happens, but there's no, like, stopping point for his powers? So mm-hmm. the entire planet everything that touches it turns into gold. And so, yeah. like, the entire planet becomes quarantined and some people end up finding it because they have a spaceship and space technology. So they're able to cut off a finger, like, one of his fingers, and they have a weapon that can now instantly destroy a planet. Nice. And so it's a lot of, like, ethical questions of what they should do. And Ryan North also mm-hmm. does dinosaur comics.
1: Yeah. You also did this one they was talking about the sounded grade. It was a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Oh, yeah. I've got the uh, first Hamlet. one. And he has a Romeo and or Juliet book coming out this summer.
0: Yeah, I've got the uh, Hamlet one. I backed the Kickstarter for it. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his run on Adventure Time was really good as well.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And then Erica Henderson is just fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that takes care of those alternate amalgam stuff that we came up with. If they came out with a new amalgam series, I I don't think they would do it. I I don't think Marvel and DC could do it these days. No, I agree, I don't either. I mean, it would be neat, but, uh, they're just so competitive and they're trying to crowd each other out of the market.
1: yeah. Well, that's always the thing. It's like, well, I keep, like, reading that they keep trying to, like, destroy each other, but then, like, I can't ever tell if that's actually, like, true or if that's just, like, what the internet, like, keeps reporting.
0: Well, no, I mean, it is. There's a reason why Marvel puts out more books than it can sustain, because they want to take away sales from DC Comics, and that's why DC Comics is moving up to the bi-monthly schedule. That way you're paying more for books each month to keep up with their stuff. The only downside is you're going to run through your, like, creative teams a whole lot faster, and you're going to drive away people who oh, don't I want to buy. See,
1: yeah. if I've, you comic book creators can sustain that bi monthly schedule.
0: Yeah, well, and, like, the other thing is they announce like, all the titles that they're doing, but they have yet to announce, like, any of the creatives. I mean, luckily they're keeping on uh, the guy who's been writing Midnighter, which has been really good, but it's, like, midnighter isn't one of the series that's getting relaunched so unless he's being put on a team yeah they're like taking away one of the books they were like louting as oh yeah this is the first openly gay superhero who's leading a book which is not true like at all there have been several gay superheroes that have come before but it's like uh yeah that's, that's a weird
1: coming from DC the because they're like very behind on the times usually
0: it really depends. Like, Marvel and DC are in, are both, like, regressive in different ways. Because it's mean, it
1: like, Marvel, had, I mean, he had, they had North Star being gay back in the 90s, which was huge.
0: Yeah. Because no one was
1: gay back in the 90s.
0: Except, like, North Star. Well, you can read North Star, like, you can read into him being gay in, like, some of the old Alpha Flight comics. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's the uh, Asgardian Wars where, like, Rogue absorbs Northstar. And, like, there's some stuff going on there. It's hard to oh, tell. It
1: was, it was, like, stuff, because, I mean, yeah. I read about that particularly for my IS in college, and they were, t- my, my um, senior thesis. And, I mean, yeah, the, some of the articles I was reading, they were talking about, yeah, like, the fact, though, that he still came out mm-hmm. as openly gay in 92 was, like, huge. Yeah. Because, like, no one did. No one, like, in mainstream pop culture did that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was still, like, a taboo subject.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's still. I don't think Marvel has given him, like, any leading position. He's mostly been, like, backlogged. And DC just came out swinging stronger with a lot of it's their. It's
1: surprisingly th- he's in it more than I thought he
0: was. Mm hmm.
1: Only because, you know, the, like, quiz website Sporkle
0: no
1: oh it's i mean it's basically like one of those like things it's like people can make quizzes and you can like you have to try to like, guess the answers in like a certain amount of time but one of the qu- quizzes i took was the top 100 most published characters hmm. from like a number of appearances and i was actually surprised north star was actually on that list
0: oh uh, i i guess i can see it i mean alpha flight did run for a while in various series and and he has been... Actually, I mean, I'll give him... He had, they have been putting him
1: into various X-Men teams much more recently as well. Yeah. And, I mean, then they had the big um, Astonishing X-Men issue where they had the first gay marriage in, like, mainstream superhero comics.
0: Yeah, but, I mean...
1: And then there was the great, my favorite, which was DC. Oh, this isn't a knee-jerk reaction to that at all. Oh, we're just going to totally retcon... One of the Green Lanterns from another Earth that nobody cares about sexuality from the past, like, 70 years.
0: Alan Scott is an interesting character, but ironically, by doing that, they erased one of his children who was a gay character. Honestly, and they that. also erased... Like, they erased his son and daughter. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys didn't really think that out all that well. But, I mean... But it
1: wasn't a knee-jerk reaction, Luke. They assured us of that.
0: I'd trust James Robinson to not do it as a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, James Robinson has generally been very LGBT-friendly.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just more talking about the heads of DC. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they said, yo, make one now.
0: It's, it's chop confusing. Chop. But, yeah, that's, that's comics for you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so what are you reading, Luke? Uh, let me pull up my list of comics that I got for this week. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So this week it was a smaller week for me. Uh, based on the recommendation of the podcast War Rocket Ajax, I ended up getting the first issue of Doorman. Which is uh, one of the first new series that's being put out by Heavy Metal, which used to be the magazine, and then uh, Grant Morrison took over it, so now it's a publishing house. And it's about a uh, doorman for a door that goes into other universes, and he finds out that someone has been taking them out. Uh, I also picked up the first two issues of Jonesy, because I've been hearing really good stuff about it. It's about a... What? What?
1: I said so I've heard good stuff about it as well.
0: Yeah, it's about a uh, girl who has the power to pretty much ship things. Like, she can make people fall in love with anything. But she also is in high school, and high schooler kids are horrible. So, it's a lot of the, oh, I'm going to do this thing for revenge or because it benefits me. And then it's like, oh, that really didn't work out. But it's a very fun series, and I like the art style a lot. And then the uh, last issue I got for this week, Power Man and Iron Fist two, which the new Power Man and Iron Fist series by Paul Wa- Paul yeah it's Paul Walker and David Green. Oh no, David Walker and Sanford Green.
1: I was gonna say yeah. Like Paul Walker is a fantastic action star. He sadly passed away two years ago. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm gonna cry again.
0: But yeah, like that series has been like it's hit the ground running in the ways that I think everyone wanted it to. And then, as always, if you want your superhero stuff, I highly recommend Al Ewing's everything that he writes. What about you, Devin?
1: See, the things I have picked up this week I picked up the most recent issue of Silk, which was really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was continuing because Silk is going undercover with Black Cat against Black Cat. And let's see, we got, uh, oh, and then we do get to finally get next month the fantastic crossover I'm looking forward to, which is the spider Woman crossover,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where Jessica Drew, Silk, and Spider-Gwen will all be up to different
0: shenanigans. Oh, Spider-Gwen and uh, Jessica Drew showed up in the most recent Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, the newest issue of Captain Carol is really good, still written by... The people who wrote um the Agent Carter series, which I thought ended on a good
0: note. I would have liked a more defined ending in a way. Like, I want to see more stuff, but I... I don't know, I felt a bit let down by the ending, though. It may have just been when I watched it, so... Oh, okay.
1: But mm-hmm. so what did you want in the
0: ending? Uh, like... A bigger pull-in, I mean, like, I know the next season they want to have about, like, Peggy's mysterious past and stuff. But, I... I just want some more dang supervillain, like, going full-on supervillain stuff in there.
1: Yeah. And then oh. RIP, Potentially R.I.P. Chad Michael Murray.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no, let's see. Oh, I finished reading over this week, too... Um, Noel Stevenson's namona
0: Oh yeah, I read that as a webcomic.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I've uh cracked into that uh DC one million omnibuy that I got. I'm I'm looking forward to covering that at the end of the year. Oh,
1: nice. uh then no, let's see, I haven't gotten a chance to read but purchase the new issue of Scarlet Witch this week as well.
0: Nice. Well and then let's do a little bit of Daredevil talk. So yeah. We've got a Daredevil episode coming up later this week, where we're going to be discussing some classic Daredevil what-ifs. So, I've only watched the first three episodes, and you made the choice to watch all 13 episodes and stay up until 5 in the morning?
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm running on about, mm, three and a half hours of sleep now.
0: You're, you're doing surprisingly well. You're you're very yeah. chipper. You must have, like, just come out of the REM cycle. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: then I invested a lot of caffeine when I woke up too.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I miss the style of, like, lighting and cinematography that they had in the first season, where it was a lot more moody. Mm-hmm. Like, the action in this one seems a lot more, oh yeah, we're filming at night, we have to get this done, it feels less crafted.
1: Yes, yeah, I would agree with that. And, and while I really did like, uh, yeah, you would have seen it, the new hallway scene, like of him fighting on the stairwell. It, it it was really cool, and like I really liked it, but I don't know. It didn't it, have the same yeah. feeling.
0: No, and like you could see parts where they were like, oh, we need to be able to insert a cut here, so let's zoom across his butt.
1: Yeah.
0: it It felt less of a flow, and so it ended up not pulling me in the same way that the first hallway scene did. Like, it was bigger, but not necessarily better.
1: Yeah. Oh, and just wait for it. There's a lot more hallway fight scenes. Okay. I counted, there was like four or five of them just like, damn, Daredevil, apparently you only know how to fight in the hallway.
0: And then I'm, I'm not necessarily feeling Jill Barenthal as the Punisher. I think they revealed him too soon. Like, part of the reason Fisk worked so well is he was in the shadows for a while. You didn't even see him for several episodes. And he was someone who no one would talk about in the Punisher. It's like, oh, we got this guy who's killing all these people. We're going to, like, show him as a force of nature. And then it's like, the next episode, oh, yeah, I'm a very human guy. These are my reasons for doing what I do.
1: I have, yes, the Punisher I have very mixed feelings about. I think John Bernthal, at least, playing the character, nailed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Personally, I really loved his Punisher, but, yeah, they have I think they did reveal him a little too soon. Yeah. Because you're in episode three, the Electra part of the whole season starts taking off the next episode. I think they should have left of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and have Punisher showing up later. They do yeah. some do some really cool stuff with him towards the end of the season, but, yeah, they, like, really start playing on this whole, like... They make him much more of a sympathetic character than I think they should have.
0: Well, you need to be able to understand what he does, but I think they shouldn't have tried to... Like, they made him sympathetic. They didn't let you come to that decision yourself.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, because I guess for me it's like, I mean, he's an anti-hero. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. You, like, root for him and you, like, understand where he's coming from in the comics, but... You also know that he's still doing, like, bad things.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Where in this one, yeah, they were, like, pushing it a little bit too far of he's not doing as many bad things as you think. I'm like, hmm, gonna disagree.
0: hmm Yeah, um, the
1: next episode, though, John Bernthal does, like, perfectly deliver some amazing lines in that one. Cool. And I do love the fact that, because you would have seen this one now, um, Daredevil chained up. And everyone saw that in, like, all the preview
0: images. Yeah.
1: I do love that they captured that storyline.
0: I uh, I don't know I I think the scene dragged on a bit like no one said anything that necessarily brought me in I mean like that's the biggest thing it's like you guys got me coming back but Foggy has suddenly become my main reason for liking the show and I hate oh, Foggy Foggy's the best Yeah like I hate what he says a lot of the times because it's like dude you're becoming more yeah, but uh... for
1: for me also Foggy, it's just like or with they're all all of them, it's just like Matt Murdock. Actually, in this series, pretty damn unlikable.
0: Mm-hmm. He is like every
1: time Karen Page keeps like flirting with Matt and Foggy's like looking on, it's just like ah, oh, Karen, why? I get that as the dark, mysterious, brooding boy, but at the same time, there's Foggy, Mister Stand Up Guy, Senior Foggy Law.
0: Senor Foggy Law. Oh, and when I got done, because I ended up watching the first two episodes with one of my roommates, I ended up playing Pikmin Three. Oh, and nice. Also, sort of drags at the beginning. Oh, that stinks. Yeah.
1: But then good news, kind of this Tuesday, the Captain Carol level of uh, Lego Avengers.
0: Yeah. I was trying to see if they had uploaded the uh, other. Like, packs that you got with the Season Pass, and it looks like it may have just been me not knowing how to update the game properly, but I want to play as those Thunderbolts and Hyperion. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know, if, since you're on a Wii, how you do it. Well, I bought the Season Pass, so
0: it should contain all of that. It should.
1: I was surprised that the Kevin Carlo was the first one, though.
0: I'm not. Because so many people were upset that she was not in the game already.
1: Oh. Uh, I was just assuming they were doing it in the order that they announced. Like, cause, I mean, they just yeah. had, like, the, the all five levels listed and she was the last one. So I'm like, oh, she's probably going to be the last character.
0: I think it was probably the fan feedback that got them to push it up.
1: Oh, really? See, I didn't like really
0: hear anyone getting that mad about it. Carol Core, man. Carol Core.
1: No, I mean, yeah. It's not like she wasn't in the game, though. I mean, she can still had her in her Miss Marvel.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you want the... You you want the Captain Costume.
1: I mean, we. I mean, I do want the Captain Carol, but...
0: Yeah. Well, I think we sort of, like, talked... We're sort of talked after this one, so let's wrap it up. Uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. You can find more about us at com. We're going to skip most of the stuff because... If you cared, you'd know where to go. You can find me on Twitter at at Coltreg.
1: You can find me at FredoFett.
0: And you can find the podcast at at MultiversalQ. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you for our Easter special.